night with Nick and Company on ESPN 580 Orlando. What is up? Six o'clock on a Monday. I am back from vacation. Wouldn't say better than ever, but I feel better than ever. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. Had a week off. I'm re-energized, ready to jump into all the NBA news and notes. We'll talk Orlando Magic. Bismack Biombo traded over the weekend. Isaiah Thomas not on his way to Orlando. Uh, I made a couple of calls. I'll give you the knowledge that I have on it and what may or may not have happened with Isaiah Thomas. Aaron Gordon spoke with Scott Inez last week. And I uh, got a couple of takeaways from what the Magic have done this offseason. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we're going to play a new game on the show, too. Uh, inspired by a drinking venture of mine that I had on vacation called Stock Up and Stock Down. But uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, great to be back from vacation. Took a week off, went up to a family reunion, do it every single year in Michigan. Uh, my family, my friends, we all get together. Weird year this year. Kind of a strange year for me because this was the first year my friends from the block there in Chicago, we all grew up together. One of us had a kid. Oh. That was weird. That changes things. It was. Yeah, it changed. It did. It was really, really, it was strange. I'll talk a little bit about the vacation as we go here, but uh, I want to get started with this because I was stuck on the sidelines last week, and uh, I mean, those of you that, that listen to the show, I mean, you know me, I know you, you know how much I love to, when, when news is breaking and stuff is going on, this is where I want to be. And... I, I wanted to talk about the, the Aaron Gordon contract. I wanted to talk about the Bismack Biombo trade. We're going to get into all of that. But the thing that really caught my attention, Magic rookie Mo Bamba. Magic took him with the number six pick in the draft this past, uh, this past draft. He's played two summer league games. Defensively, he looks like an absolute monster. Offensively, he looks much better than I thought that he was going to look. He's put in a ton of very, very hard work since leaving uh, the University of Texas. He made a, he made a couple of deep shots uh, in this past game, a win over Memphis, and I get it. It's just summer league, but still, Mo Bamba uh, has really surprised me. But Magic rookie Mo Bamba asked last night after the team's win over Memphis in summer league whether or not he thinks that this team is a playoff team. And I know it's early, but here's what Mo Bamba had to say. Playoffs well, have been I can definitely see us being a playoff team. I can definitely see us or this team as a playoff team. That's what Mo Bamba said. 19-year-old kid. Now, I, 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 I think you could probably write some of this off as youthful exuberance or a rookie caught up in the moment. He's getting his first bit of NBA action. This is the time of year, too. Everyone's optimistic. Everyone's 0-0. Everyone loves everybody. You're not going through the the what do you want I, I guess the ups and downs of an nba season and dealing with loss after loss after loss heck i mean we heard a lot of the same things last year for the magic but mo bamba says he can definitely see this team as a playoff team next year do you agree with mo bamba do you agree that this team can be a playoff team next year because i do this team has a, a good shot at being a playoff team, I think. The Orlando Magic definitely can be a playoff team in 2018-2019. It's the NBA's Eastern Conference. LeBron James has gone west. The, the NBA's Eastern Conference is about three teams deep. But before we, we write off Mo Bamba as being kind of just a young, dumb, 
19-year-old who doesn't know the NBA, doesn't understand what he's talking about. Let's examine this really quickly, if you don't mind. Just hold on real quickly, okay? Because if you break down the NBA's Eastern Conference, I think there's four teams that are definite playoff teams next year. Boston, Philly, Toronto, and Indiana. I think those four teams are playoff teams right now as we stand. And yes, there's a lot of time between now and training camp. There's a lot of time between now and the first game of the NBA regular season. But free agency has been going on for, well, really, I mean, since the end of the NBA Finals. But it officially opened up last week. A lot of the moves that have been made have been made. And we at least know the rough outlines of all these teams. Boston's going to get Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward back. They were five minutes away from the finals last year. Boston should be the prohibitive favorite to win the Eastern Conference with LeBron now on the L.A. Lakers. Philadelphia, J.J. Redick re-signed. You get another year of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Maybe they make a trade for Kawhi Leonard. Or maybe Markel Fultz actually gives them something this year. But Philadelphia is a shoe-win playoff team, and they're probably the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, depending on how the year goes. Toronto men run it back. The Toronto Raptors are a playoff team. They were the best team in the Eastern Conference last year. Yes, they fired Dwayne. Uh, uh, yes, Casey. they fired Casey. Thank you, Dwayne Casey. I almost said Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Casey. Welcome back. Yeah. My brain is like, how fast am I supposed to go here? 48 hours ago, we were sitting in the lake and drinking. What's going on here? Toronto's a playoff team, no doubt. Run the five back again. They got swept by LeBron and the Cleveland and the Cavaliers. Just run it back again. If I were Toronto, that's what I'd do. There's rumors that they want to trade Kyle Lowry. I get it. But I would just run the guys back. In Indiana, if Victor Oladipo turns in the same kind of year where he was the NBA's most improved player, where he was a third-team All-NBA player, they added Tyreek Evans. Doug McDermott will add some shooting. Don't like that contract. But I expect them to make the playoffs again, sure. So there are four definite playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. Good bets. Milwaukee and Washington, for obvious reasons. Playoff teams last year, Washington, they lost John Wall for a big part of the year last year. He showed up to the season fat, too, either because of the knee or because he was lazy. I'm not sure. Milwaukee, I think the Bucks really underachieved last year, and they now have Mike Budenholzer, who's one of the better coaches in the NBA. Another year of Giannis Adetokounmpo. So I think those, team makes it. those teams make it. So that's six teams as we break this down here. Monday night with Nicky Company. He's Chris Crawford. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nicky Football. Six teams, I think, that will definitely make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So how many spots does that leave? Two. Wait. Two spots. Yes, eight, eight teams make the playoffs, eight, two teams, spots. Six. You're right. You're right. So before I, I, I get to before I get to the teams that I think will be competing for that, here are the teams that I think are out of it before the season starts. And Orlando's not on that list, obviously, because I think they have a chance at the playoffs. I think Charlotte's out of it. They want to be bad. They want to rebuild. They're going to trade Kemba Walker. Atlanta, same reason. They want to be bad. They want to tank again. I saw Charlotte is actually going to build around Kemba. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Cleveland, I think they end up trading Kevin Love and they move on. Cleveland might end up in the mix, but I actually think that they, they blow up that roster and move the piece they can. And the Knicks. I think the Knicks will be bad again next year. Kevin Knox has looked good in summer league, but Chris Porzingis is going to miss half the season. Can't wait for fans to hate Kevin Knox yeah. 20 games in. Me too. I mean, so, he's gonna, I don't say things going to be bad. I just think Knicks fans are going to hate him at some point in the season. That's how it works. Those teams are out of it in my mind. So you have four teams that are competing for two playoff spots. I think it's going to come down to Miami, Detroit, Orlando, and surprise, surprise, 
Chicago. I don't hate Chicago's roster. Chicago, you could go either way, just like I said with the other three teams here, Miami, Detroit, and Orlando. Four teams competing for two spots. But the Magic have a really good chance at making the playoffs next year. I think Mo Bamba has this right. He can see them as a playoff team because I can too. When you look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference, and I threw Indiana in there, but after Boston, Philly, and Toronto, there's no team that really scares the hell out of you. There's no team that you go in and say, hey, like we're, we're definitely losing. There's no team that you think is going to dominate you. The East is three teams deep. Don't forget, for the Magic this past season, Evan Fournier. How many games did he play? 57. Terrence Ross played 24 games. Jonathan Isaac played 27 games. Nick Vucevic, 57 games. Aaron Gordon, 58 games. So what's that? That's one, two, three, four, four guys. That, I mean, uh, three guys that missed at least 20, 24 games. Terrence Ross only played in 20-some games. Jonathan Isaac only 20-some games. I know the Magic have not signed a ton of players this offseason, but they're going to acquire some guys. Yeah, it's uh, Vooch, Isaac, Ross, Fournier, and Gordon yeah. combined to miss 187 games. That's a lot of games That's to miss. That's more than two seasons combined. This Magic team has a really good chance to make the playoffs, to make a jump into the high 30s in wins. Maybe the low 40s. We're and I know I'm, playoffs, high 30s. I know. I, I, I think that's the Eastern Conference. And the organization, too, if they want to go for it, they can go for it. Because the Magic at the end of last season had absolutely no interest in winning games. They tanked. I know it's a dirty, I know that's a dirty word in NBA circles, but they tanked. The Magic had no interest in winning games the final 25 of the year. We saw more Lakeland Magic guys than we did Orlando Magic players. Rodney Purvis, Kem Birch, Jamel Artis. Second round pick, Wes Iwandu, was starting games for this team due to injuries. If this team tries to be competitive all year long, the Magic will definitely be in the conversation. I, I think this is a team that can win anywhere between, I don't know, 35 and 43 games, somewhere around there. They won 25 last year without really even trying. But if you break down how many wins it's going to take to make the playoffs in 2019, I think it's going to take anywhere between 37 and 42. And I think that's something the Magic can absolutely do. Mo Bamba says that he sees this team as a playoff team. I, I agree with him. You had a bunch of guys missed a ton of time. You've added a difference-making defensive player right off the board in the, in the center out of Texas, Mo Bamba. Jonathan Isaac has been killing it, and I know it's summer league, but he has looked much improved. And you have an organization that is going to aim to win games this year. I, I think the Magic have a really good chance at making the playoffs. Do you agree with Mo Bamba? Do you agree with me? 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. You can also hit us up on Twitter at ESPN580Nick and at ESPN580CC. But the Eastern Conference is three teams deep, guys. That's it. The Orlando Magic, they could go from 25 wins to the playoffs easily next season. And I know it's early, but I think there's a definite possibility of seeing that. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is 21232. Your calls, your texts, your tweets on this all coming up. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. We have a lot of potential. We have a lot of talent. We have a lot of length. And 
you know, signing this four-year, you know, it does um, take stress off. I can just focus and play my game and get in my bag. You know, they, that's what they pay me for. That's what they, they love me for is playing the game that I'm going to play and uh, helping all the everybody around me. I think that that's going to be a huge focus uh, if we're going to make it as far as we want to go is to make the people around us better. And um, now it's that time. Aaron Gordon, he's going nowhere. Didn't think he was going anywhere. He signed that four-year deal worth $76 million. That report came out over the weekend. Aaron Gordon talking to Scott Inez on Friday here on ESPN 580. Uh, he's high on this team. You can see these guys, they seem to like each other. There's a good vibe uh, around the, the youth of the Orlando Magic. Mo Bamba coming out last night saying he can see this team as a playoff team. Playoffs have been, there's been a problem with this team. I, I can definitely see us being a playoff Listen, you can write it off as youthful exuberance and a guy stuck in the moment playing in his early NBA action, but I think Obama's got a really good point. I, I do. You, you look at how weak the Eastern Conference is. LeBron James goes west. I, I, I think that the Eastern Conference is three teams deep right now with Boston, Philly, and Toronto, and who knows what Toronto ends up doing with that team. They're reportedly shopping a, a bunch of players like Kyle Lowry. Maybe DeMar DeRozan gets moved to the Lakers. Uh, the Orlando Magic, they can be a playoff team in 2018-2019. It would not surprise me. In fact, I think it comes down to them competing for one of the two final spots in the Eastern Conference. I, I think they're going to compete with Miami, Detroit, and Chicago for one of the four spots. Chicago, you could move either way. Like, I think when we look at this opinion, Chicago might be the team that I'm most wrong about here. But I kind of I, I like their roster. They, they, I, I do. But there are really four teams, I think, that are out of it from day one of the season. Charlotte, Atlanta, Cleveland, and the New York Knicks. I think Cleveland sells everybody off. And I know they, they might want to keep Kevin Love, whatever. I think they end up selling everybody off. Charlotte, they're going to trade Kemba Walker. I think it's posture. I think they want to move Kemba. Atlanta wants to be bad. The Knicks, Porzingis, is going to miss half the year. The Orlando Magic had a bulk of their team miss 20-something games last year. What, did you, what is it, 107 games missed? 187. 187, excuse me. For Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, Nick Vucevic, and Aaron Gordon. And Isaac. And Jonathan Isaac. That's a lot to get back for a team that also drafted Mo Bamba. Isaac is going to develop. I see the Magic as... A team that's going to compete for one of the final four playoff teams, uh, final uh, final two playoff seeds in the Eastern Conference next season, seven seed or an eight seed, and I think the Magic fans would take that in a minute. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. That's eight four four two two five fifty five eighty. Text is two one two three two. It's Monday night with Nicky Companies. Chris Crawford. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Nicky Football. Mo Bamba says he can see this team as a playoff team, and a lot would have to go right. You'd need some help. You would need some guys to take some steps up. Aaron Gordon would have to take another step. Jonathan Isaac would, too. Mo Bamba would have to change your defense uh, like we expect him to. And, and, and maybe there need to be one more move made or so. But this team kind of it has the look of a team that can compete for the final two seeds in the East. I mean, that's a lot of things to have happen, though. That's a lot of dominoes to fall. Aaron Gordon takes a step. Jonathan Isaac takes a step. Who is it? Terrence Roth. Jonathan Simmons takes a step. Oh, and we go out and get one more guy. You're, you're putting a lot on these players to do and, ex and expectations for them. I think we need to dial it back and temper these expectations a little bit. Here's a key part of this. We still don't have a starting caliber point guard 
on this team. DJ Augustine is still the engine that's going to make this train go, and I don't think that's an engine that can make it to 35, 40 wins. Not if DJ Augustine, Isaiah Briscoe, and um, who is our third Jerry point guard? And Jerry and Grant are your three point guards. I also don't think that Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon can score enough for us to lean on. I mean, we're looking at a situation where we might only be scoring 70, 80 points a game here, and that's not enough to win games. I honestly see this team maybe taking a tiny step forward this year and winning 28 to 30 games, but, I mean, I just don't see all of those things that you said just mm -hmm. there coming to fruition. I think this is another year where the Magic are going to kind of feel themselves out, and, again, injuries are a big part of the game here. Those guys are going to miss time again this year. I See, I don't think that they will. For as much as everything went badly last year for the Orlando Magic, and all those guys missed time, and the team tried to lose down the down the end of the year. Yeah, well, a lot of those missed games too were the end team. of the year. Yeah, too. well, I'm, I'm yes, I mean, and, if yes, we, and if no, we, but the basement of this team is not as low. I I mean, is not is has been set lower than everybody ex, has expects here because they don't want to win. I, Rodney Purvis is starting, and Wesley Wandu is starting. I but, I don't know, Chris. I I think that this is a team that at minimum should be expected to win. I don't know, 33, 34, no, 35 games No, you can't put that on them. Year. They're still so young. The key players on this team are all still so young. We still don't have a point guard. This is a point guard-driven league, and we don't have one. And we don't have one. We You're don't. Not. We You're... have one of the better backups in DJ Augustine in the NBA. The point guard position needs to be addressed. A lot of people thought that it would be Isaiah Thomas. So we're going to get into that as the show goes, uh, because I think a lot of Magic fans today are surprised that Isaiah Thomas is not here in Orlando. Yeah. Because when, when you guys talked about it last week, I know that there was an expectation, hey, the two sides are talking, they're confident they're going to get a deal done, and then a deal did, get, didn't get done over the weekend. We'll get into that as we go here. But I, I, I think the Magic are going to be right there. I, I think that this is the year where you see them maximize some of the young talent on this team, and the vibe of this team turns around, and they end up somewhere in the mid-30s maybe 36, 37, 38 games. Because you can do that in the East, too. Aren't you sick of this game? No, I'm not. We've played it the last three years. We get our hopes up so much. We say, we do this. We have. We've, we've done this same thing every year. I'm trying to save you, Nick. I'm trying to save you because every year we do this before the Magic season starts. We're like, well, you know, Frank Vogel's coming in. We could see him. This is their second year with Vogel. I see mm -hmm. a big step forward. You drafted Isaac. That long defense is going to be impactful. Aaron Gordon is going to make that fourth-year jump. You know, Evan Fournier is going to be there to score the rock. And sure enough, none of that. I mean, Aaron Gordon. Well, none of those a, guys were there last year. Aaron Gordon was there most no, of the of year. Those, none of those guys were there last year. I mean, Evan Fournier plays, what, 50-some games. He misses, he misses a, a quarter of the season. Aaron Gordon misses a quarter of the season. Nick Vucevic, uh, a quarter of the Evan season. Evan Fournier missed the, the last quarter of the season. Okay. That was it, when the majority it, of it his time was... Is it or not, Chris? It, it was at the point where you yourself said we were playing the G League players, not really caring about winning. I'd like to see what percentages of games those guys played up to 65. Because after game 65 this past year, mm -hmm. it didn't matter. No, I mean, but Terrence Ross missed a lot of time. I, I, I don't Ross, know, Chris. Ross and Simmons are the key guys here. Those are two guys who we missed for the majority of last year. Simmons wasn't... Isaac. No, no, no. no. Simmons. Simmons, Sim, um, Simmons and Ross. I didn't okay. just speak. All right, well, I'm, I'm, just, what I'm, I'm saying. just making sure here. Jonathan gonna, Simmons. You going to let me finish my point? Uh. <laughs> Ross, Ross was the guy who we brought in hoping to be kind of that, that microwave scorer off the bench. And he missed a lot of time and never really got his feet under in here in Orlando. I'd like to see mm -hmm. him get consistent playing time. If he can be that microwave off the bench, that would be good. And Simmons was kind of hurt for us all year long. He was never really 100% healthy. He didn't miss as many games as those guys. 
but he's a guy that if he's there and if he can do that kind of glue guy stance where he gets 12 points, six assists, and six rebounds a game kind of guy, that's what I'd like to see from him, then, yeah, I'd see it there. I think those are more two of the guys we need to step up more so than an Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Oh, I think Jonathan I just, Isaac plays into this thing heavily. I, well, I, he plays, I, I think for but, you but to say that I think we, he no, plays no, no. into this heavily. But we don't need him to step up. We just need him to be there and be healthy all year. That's all I'm looking for. Be Isaac. on the floor. Be okay. on the floor. Right, no, I'm looking. I'm looking for Ross and Simmons to step up and kind of fill the void that they weren't able to fill last year. And I'm looking for Isaac to stay healthy. Isaac plays in, but he's got to stay healthy. It's not a matter of stepping his game up because he doesn't really have anything to step up from last year because of how much time he missed. I'm just looking at him to get out there and play hard-nosed defense all season long. 844-225-5580. The text, 21232. It's Monday Night with Nick and Company. He's Chris Crawford. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nicky Football. Uh, we'll get into some of the other talk around Summer League for the Orlando Magic coming up and also the Isaiah Thomas thing. Mo Bamba says uh, he thinks the team could be a playoff team, and I disagree. I, I agree with him. Chris Crawford disagrees with him. I think that Mo Bamba uh, has a good point in terms of the weakness of the East. This team's defensive... Uh, ability going into the season. they got to find some guys to score, but who knows? We'll have to see whether or not this team is done making moves yet. Let's go to Derek in Claremont. Derek, you're up first here on Monday Night with Nick and Company. How you doing, Derek? What's going on, guys? Man, listening to you two, I'm like a roller coaster, man. I mean, every time you, you bring up, are we really going to fall for this again? And next thing you know, I'm thinking, man, you know what? I do need to calm down. But what I'm, what I'm thinking we have uh, that we're grabbing onto as Magic fans is, is the hope that, that the youthful excitement our youthful guys have this chemistry that's going to bring this joy and excitement to, to the magic that's what we're kind of banking on but i do have concerns just like you're mentioning it's a perimeter league it's, it's guard play is, is crucial so the question is where is the scoring coming from i think it's pretty safe to say at this point that fournier and ag probably going to carry most of that load but the guys that i think that we really need to to step up to, to reach double digits, uh, not necessarily leading us in scoring, but reach double digits is, is Isaac. That's one of them. That's the main one. Mm-hmm. And I think Bamba, I'm hoping he gets the minutes. I, I think they're going to, there's talk about bringing him along slowly. We still have Vooch on the roster. I, they're probably going to start Vooch in the beginning, but I'm hoping that Vooch can be a guy coming off the bench in the second unit to kind of give, give us double digits. So there's ways around it. Just a lot of things have to go right. And and it is the East, guys. It's the East. We can we can do this. I think we can we can make it. And you have to also take into account there's probably gonna be teams out there that have kind of been in that that middle land where they're like a six, seven, eight seed consistently where they might just decide this ain't getting us anywhere. And they may in the second half of the season kind of fall back, you know, which which gives us better chances because like you said, I think as an organ organization we are going to try to win this year yeah so i think we can do it but we need help all the way around and we gotta look for a point guard yeah Derek, come on all-star break we can we can find somebody on the trading block we'll have to see i think the point guard point is a very good one about uh them needing to go out and find somebody dj augustine is a backup in this league and i've heard the magic are perfectly happy with him being their starter game one day one of the season that's and that's why you me. didn't see isaiah thomas kind of signed here because who knows how many games he could play We'll see if there's a trade they can pull off, if they can find somebody. To me, I, and I know you discounted this, Chris, and, 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 and that's fine, but I think Jonathan Isaac actually, we need something out of him, not nothing. You need something out of Jonathan Isaac this year as a, dif- as a difference maker on defense and a guy that can fill not necessarily an offensive void but can fill a role for you. Simmons works into it, but I, I think this team is going to be in the mix. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is... 
two one two three two. Come on, Max. What did happen with Isaiah Thomas? I, I'll tell you what I heard over the weekend. I made a couple of calls on this. I talked to a couple of people, even though I was on vacation. I was curious enough to dig into this. What happened with Isaiah Thomas? Why is he not here in Orlando? We'll get to that coming up here. It's Monday night with Nick and Company. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out. I say against other traditional centers, you know, um, he does, I believe, you know, have the ability to step out and shoot corner threes, which I think he's added to his game. Um, but he's a, big, he's a big guy with a lot of body. And... Uh, but that's what I would say, you know, against other teams that play, you know, more traditional guys are probably out range shooting centers. It's Magic head coach Steve Clifford speaking in Las Vegas at Summer League uh, yesterday about the trade the Magic pulled off on Saturday. Uh, they get Timofey Mozgov and Jerry and Grant, Bismack Biombo, two second-round picks headed to Charlotte. Uh, Chicago gets what? Julian Stone, that's who they get. It was a three-team deal with the Bulls, the Magic, and the Hornets. Listen, I... Steve Clifford sounds about as excited as I am about that trade. Uh, you can tell he, he is really hyped about Timofey, the Timofey Mozgov era here in Orlando. Uh, but that being said, uh, I want to get into the trade just a little bit here because Jeff Weltman, what he is doing this offseason is trying to turn over some of the roster, even if you're moving one bad contract for another. And that's exactly what the Magic did. They, they moved... In a move, the only way you can move an immovable contract is by taking on another immovable contract. This was two teams in Charlotte and Orlando looking directly into a mirror and saying, you've got an overpriced dude that you can't play? Cool, so do we. Would you like an overpriced dude? And they swapped him. And Jeff Weltman did that, I think, to kind of move on from the Rob Hennigan era. He did that like, likely. Uh, Bismack Biombo is such a good dude. He is. He's a good dude. He was a good locker room presence. But you have, as a front office in an organization, I think that you do have a, a feeling of, I don't want to say duty to a player, but there's definitely that need, hey, we got to get Biombo his minutes. And he's been, he's not lived up to the contract. He's a, he's a bench player in the NBA. But what you do now is you move on from Biombo and you bring in Timofey Mozgov who I don't expect will play much here in Orlando. No, I don't think Timofey Mozgov will play more than 42 games here this season. Well, Biz was also a guy who went out there and gave it 110% every single night, regardless of the score, regardless of the situation, which is another reason why you give guys like that minutes in a year where you're not really trying to win games. You're going to play that guy lots of minutes because he's out there trying every single night, and we definitely have had players on this team who have taken nights off late in seasons when things don't matter, but Biz never once did that. No, he didn't. And I think that's also another reason why you reward him by sending him somewhere where he will get minutes as opposed to keeping him on a bench where he wouldn't get minutes. And you bring in a guy like Mozgov, who is perfectly fine collecting his check and sitting on the end of a bench. 84, 85 games the last two year, years. What you've done now is you've, you've paved the way for Mo Bamba to play more games, more minutes, for Jonathan Isaac to get some time at center and some small ball lineups, and for you to play more time with Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Mobamba's, this team does experiment this year. So I like the trade for that reason. And really what you did was you gave up two second-round picks for Jerry and Grant. I, I think that we overvalue these second-round picks. I know they've become very important in the NBA the last couple of seasons. But if you can find a rotation guard to kind of fit in here and you take a flyer on a guy that maybe works out here, 
I'm perfectly okay with it. But it was really a trade of three teams exchanging trash bags. Yeah. Like, you, you threw one trash bag into your neighbor's trash. He didn't have room for trash, so he threw it in the house next to him, and that house walked all the way down and put it into your can. Former and teammate. that's what's happened. Former teammate of Victor Oladipo, Jerry and Grant. Jerry and Grant played, played at DeMatha. Absolutely. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. It's Monday night with Nick and company. He's Chris Crawford. I'm Nick Reynolds. Nicky Football. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Uh, I, I want to get to this Isaiah Thomas thing because when I left to go on vacation, there were some strong wins that Isaiah Thomas was going to come to Orlando. Uh, and the two sides were... Were more like gusts. They were circling each other, and when I was gone, those winds got heavier. That there were talks back and forth between Isaiah Thomas and the Magic, and it felt like a deal like may be done. Level one hurricane level winds. And category one. Over the weekend, the Magic pulled this deal off. They get Jerry and Grant. They pay a couple of other players in order to uh, get them on third-year deals, whatever, and. It looks like Isaiah Thomas is not going to Orlando now. So I, I made some calls over the weekend. Here's what I can tell you, okay? Um, there was a lot of concern inside the Orlando Magic organization from what I've been told about how many games Isaiah Thomas can play next year. Now, whether or not Isaiah Thomas is going to be ready for the start of the season. And the feeling that I got from a couple of conversations I had was that they don't know if he's going to be ready. That Isaiah Thomas may, may have to wait, may only play... If he was on a team opening night, they only play like 30 or 40 games next year. So if you're the Magic, is it worth paying a guy to come in and sit on the bench and, and basically watch? I wouldn't think so. There may have been some concerns about the medical in terms of long-term what this guy can do and that hip. If you remember, Isaiah Thomas injured the hip not last season, but the season before the year where he was an MVP candidate, made the all-star team was an all-NBA player, was one of the most improved players. Was he most improved player that year? I think he was for the NBA. I think he was. I'll look but, into it. But he averaged basically 29 points a game and played through that hip injury, played through the death of his sister. I, I really respect the resolve of Isaiah Thomas, but the question was whether or not he could get on the floor. And from a few conversations I had, the feeling was that he couldn't that he was not going to be able to get on the floor, and he may need some more time. Now He was not most improved player. He, was not, he did okay. not win it, but Who he was all-NBA sec- all second team. Okay. Man, I'm surprised he didn't win it that year. So He had been somewhat decent before that. I, Giannis won it in 2017, okay. which would probably make sense. Now, one more thing that did come out on Saturday, and Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel reported that the Magic had never been negotiating with Isaiah Thomas. That, that, was, that was the report from Josh Robbins in his tweet. The Orlando Magic and Isaiah Thomas never were negotiating a possible contract. Is it correct to say the Magic explored the possibility of signing Thomas? Yes, but there were no negotiations. Um, Josh Robbins is one of the best beat writers in the NBA. He covers this team better than anybody here in the city of Orlando. Um, I've heard differently in what conversations were had between the Magic and IT's camp. Uh, I think that, I don't know if they're, from, from the conversations that I had, I don't know how you could characterize it any other way than negotiations. The Orlando Magic were seriously interested in bringing Isaiah Thomas here to Orlando. The front office of Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, th- this deal was, and I'm holding my hand up, with a very small space between my thumb and my, and my, uh, my index finger, okay? There was a... 
This the deal was this close to being done. Isaiah Thomas was almost in an Orlando Magic uniform, and the Magic decided not to pull the trigger because of some concerns on their side. But I disagree with the report that Isaiah Thomas and his camp were never negotiating with the Magic. I, I, I feel as if I, I can confidently say that there, there were quite a few negotiations, and the Magic, for their own reasons, and that is their right as an organization, decided not to sign him. Uh, if there are health concerns, I wouldn't have signed him. If he was 100% healthy and ready to go for game one, I would have brought him here to Orlando, and I think Jeff Weltman would have. But a lot of Magic fans today kind of disappointed about that. I get it. I think if I were to forecast this season, DJ Augustine is your starter game one. I think he's your starter most of the season. And if this team can pull off a trade for a point guard at some point, they will. But I've been told the Magic are perfectly happy with DJ Augustine as their starting point guard. And they will look to address that need either in the draft or in free agency next year. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. It's Monday Night with Nick and company. Coming up next, um, I want to get into one other thing here uh, around the Summer League for the Magic. We'll play a little stock up, stock down as well as the show goes on. We'll talk about... Major League Baseball's All-Star Game as well. Lots to happen here on Monday Night with Nicky Company. It's all coming up here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Not really. Mm. You know, I mean, over... over uh... Over the course of the negotiations, you know, there's certain things that's like, well, maybe if I go here, you know, and uh, you know, the people in my life, they, they just reminded me everything's gonna be okay, you know, and everything's gonna work out, and how it's gonna work out. But uh, John and Jeff, they assured me that they wanted me here in Orlando, and um, you know, they came through on their word, and and it just shows the loyalty and uh, faith that they have in me, and. You know, it's going it's to return. Their investment is going to return. That's for sure. Magic power forward Aaron Gordon. We told you they weren't. He wasn't going anywhere, and he didn't go anywhere. Signed a four-year deal with the Magic last week. He spoke with Scott Inez on Friday, uh, and had a lot of had a lot of very interesting things to say about the process, about what he's working on right now. But if I had to use one word to describe the Orlando Magic offseason so far, I think I'd use the word smart. It's been a very smart and savvy offseason for the Orlando Magic, a team that won 25 games last year. But Jeff Weltman has said it many, many times. This team is just going to take its time, work its way out of the Rob Hennigan hole, I think, as Scott Inez put it uh, during his show today, and slowly work its way back to having a competitive roster. And priority number one was bringing back Aaron Gordon. And we found out over the weekend that that contract that Aaron Gordon got, and I know numbers don't necessarily work here, but the contract that Aaron Gordon got is about as team-friendly as it gets. Yeah. Four years, $76 million. We thought it was worth 84, and I thought at 84 it was a steal. Originally it was 80, then it was 84. Now it's 76. And just, just as a point here, uh, Josh Robbins, the Orlando Sentinel, threw these numbers out there. The way that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond work this deal out, it's a front-loaded contract while the team is still building. And then he's going to get paid 21 mil in season one, 19 mil in season two, 18 and three, and 16 in season number four. 
So he's going to get an average of the four years of about $19 million, but more than anything, years three and four of that deal, with Aaron Gordon on a contract that doesn't increase but decreases, it's not an ascending contract, it's a descending contract in terms of the yearly value. The Magic are going to have this really cool thing called flexibility, which they have not had the last two, three seasons because, well, really two seasons because of the Biombo contract, because of the summer of 2016. So this contract will give the Magic an opportunity as they build this roster out to continue to have an opportunity to bring more players in because that annual value goes down. And also, and here's the other thing, like I don't want to start talking about the ending as we're at the beginning here with Aaron Gordon. That's kind of impolite, but if it doesn't work out here, and Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon can't play on the floor at the same time, and Jonathan Isaac turns into what looks to be a better basketball player than Aaron Gordon, this is a very tradable contract. It's a very tradable contract for a guy that's going to be owed $76 million over four seasons, and really after year one, what are we down to, $55 million over three years? I, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond have been very smart this offseason. They didn't push it and pull the trigger on Isaiah Thomas. I don't think he's coming to Orlando. They've bought up some lottery tickets at the point guard position. They drafted the best player available in Mo Bamba, brought back Aaron Gordon. I don't think that they're done. I don't expect for Nick Vucevic to be on this team after the trade deadline this upcoming season. I think they've made a lot of very smart moves. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is 21232. And you were here last week, Chris. What, what was the reaction to, to because uh, I, I, of course, was, was out on vacation, the reaction to kind of Aaron Gordon signing that deal last week? A lot of Magic fans happy with that deal? Were they upset with that deal? No, they were happy, they especially were happy. because the numbers came back good. They did. They came back very good. We were talking about him maybe getting a max deal. But the market for Aaron Gordon really dried up quickly when free agency started. Indiana Pacers signed Doug McDermott. I really don't understand that deal, but okay. Uh, Phoenix goes and gets Trevor Ariza. All right, I get that. Uh, the Knicks signed Mario Hizonia. There's another guy from Magic that are gone. But the potential suitors for Aaron Gordon, Dallas signs DeAndre Jordan, they all kind of dried up. So the Magic had a, a lot of leverage and worked a very team-friendly deal. No options in it or anything where they have a, what I think is a talented basketball player, a guy that you're going to build with over the next four seasons, they're going to have him here in Orlando. So I think when you look at this team and, and the way that the youth is coming along, Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba, and I got a chance to watch some of Summer League over the last two days, and I know, listen, it's Summer League, and they're going to they're, they're gonna, they're gonna play the Suns tonight, DeAndre Ayton and Mo Bamba, but I think that you're, you, you're going to see a lot of athleticism. You're going to see a lot of, of kind of a lot of raw talent this year from Orlando. And the improvement of Jonathan Isaac is really the thing that's, that's really caught my attention. Jonathan Isaac looks like a completely different basketball player. And I know it's, as I said, I get it. It's summer league. I get it. I, he's not playing against NBA players. He's playing against guys in similar situations to him, didn't play much last year, didn't play at all, they're rookies. But he showed an improved shooting touch. The handles have gotten better. He's in better shape. The He's handles aren't out. there yet, they're though. Not there the handles yet. are going to get him to a lot of trouble this year. I mentioned that to Scott today watching some highlights. He's still got a high dribble and doesn't really 
He's not he's not smart when dealing with when to put yes. the ball on the floor and when not to yet. Yes. But that'll come. There's there's some early there there are some he, he's just developing it and he's gone a little bit. There are times where he's done a little bit too much, but it's much better than it was last year. Defensively, and this is gonna come off as I think a little hyperbolic, but I, defensively I think that Jonathan Isaac has the chance to be a defensive player of the year candidate year in and year out. He has a nose for the ball. He has some great instincts as a player. His length really helps him there. Uh, he can defend multiple positions, two through five probably, but the way that he has improved from last season really caught my attention. I love the way that he's looked. He's shooting and making fadeaway jumpers. He looks more comfortable on the floor. He only played 27 games last year, uh, and he seems to have a really good rapport with Mo Bamba. Even though those guys have not spent a ton, spent a ton of time together, they were teammates in AAU, uh, I like the way that Jonathan Isaac has looked, and I talked in, earlier in this hour about them potentially being a playoff team. To me, he's a very important cog in whether or not this team can improve, can win in the high 30s, low 40s, and make it into the playoffs. I want 10 to 12 points out of him this year. That's think, what I'm looking and for. And that's exactly what I'm looking for, too. I think that's a good expectation for Jonathan Isaac in the 2018 2019 season. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is 21232. Big hour new, number two coming up next year on Monday Night with Nick and Company.